Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 11. Welcome today to the program, everyone. My name is Brian Holmes, and this is the Strategic Living Podcast. We are so delighted that you've joined us today. Hey, this show is all about transforming minds, developing leaders, and changing nations. We want to see you healed. We want to see your mind renewed and transformed. It is our deepest desire to see you discover who you really are and all that God has uniquely created you to be. We want to come alongside and just be a partner with you in life. We're glad you're here today. Let's get ready, everybody. Let's get started. Well, it's a joy to have you with us today on the program, and we are excited that we have crossed the 10-episode threshold, and we're today recording episode number 11. It seems like yesterday that we started the program, and such great feedback. I want to share with you a, an email that I received just yesterday as of this recording, and the email was from an individual, and I won't mention the name just to protect their anonymity, but uh, they shared with me that they have gone through a great deal of, of pain in the last year, uh, loss of a couple of different loved ones. I believe, if I read the email correctly, that they have experienced going through a divorce and just has been a very difficult time in their life. And in this email, they communicated to us that the podcast that we're providing here has been a real blessing to them. As a matter of fact, uh, the comment that was made was it was like drinking water from a fire hose, that it's been just a, a, a place of sustaining them and helping them to look towards hope and look toward the future. And so I want to just share with you that I really do believe that this podcast, the Strategic Living Podcast, is something that God has called us to do, to reach out and put a message out of hope and healing and restoration and transformation and discovery and future and destiny. We really believe that the purpose of this program is to help you to become all God's called you to be in spite of the difficulties, in spite of the uh, the challenges that you may face. We have something that I believe will be of assistance to you. And our prayer every day is that this program does just that. It, it builds you up, it lifts you up, it gives you wind in your sails and a reason to continue on. So we're grateful for that kind of feedback. Well, on this episode, we're going to be talking about understanding my identity. We're going to be asking this question, who am I really? Who am I? Seems like a crazy question. Uh, we're all consciously aware of our given name, Yet so many people live their lives not fully understanding who they really are. And I know some of you may be thinking right now, well, I know who I am in Christ. And yes, that plays a great part in this process, and we will certainly talk about that. But I want to share with you that every single man, every woman, every boy, every girl is born with a destiny. That is a predetermined purpose, an assignment if you'll allow me to describe it like this, each of us are born with a God-given identity. A friend of ours, Israel Houghton, great worship leader, great songwriter, Grammy award-winning artist, 
has written so many songs that speak to this, but one of the songs that he wrote a number of years ago simply says, he knows my name. He knows my name. He knows exactly who I am. He knows exactly what I have inside of me. He knows my potential. He knows the grace on my life. He knows the 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 call. He knows the plans. He knows the assignments. Why? How could he possibly know this? Well, he is the creator. He is the one who has put these things in my heart, in my life. You see, you're not a random entity that just showed up here on the earth. You're not just a mistake. You are not an accident. Even if your mother and father weren't planning on having a baby when they had you, guess what? God had a plan, and you're here. You have a name, and I'm not talking about the ones that your parents gave you. I'm talking about the one that the creator of the universe gave you. He designed you for a purpose. You are made in his image and in his likeness. You are exactly who he says you are. Whether you realize it right now or not, you are indeed the man, the woman, the person that God says you are. The challenge that we face many times is this. Throughout the course of our days, things happen. Life happens. People hurt us. We experience tragedies. Uh, Along the way, we hear words and we experience moments where we take in certain pieces of information and who we really are becomes muddled, becomes unclear. You see, the real picture no longer has clarity or focus. And with enough pain, with enough disappointment, with enough tragedy or difficult circumstances, you and I begin to believe that we are someone or something altogether different from who God says we are. So in this episode, I want to share with you some principles that I believe are paramount to our success. And this begins with understanding who you really are. So let's look at a scriptural principle here. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, which this happens to be one of my favorite passages in all of the canon of scripture. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man, verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Verse 28, then God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, and rule. You see, ladies and gentlemen, you're not just some random amoeba that somehow made it through the prism of evolution and you arrived here just to exist. No. You are, in fact, made in God's image, made in his likeness. You have been given a mandate to rule, to govern, to subdue, to be fruitful, to multiply, to be prosperous. And here's the kick. God has blessed you to be that. Before we can understand identity, we have to look at origin. So that's why I took you today to Genesis chapter 1, because we read here the account of God's very first action regarding mankind. That is, when he created man. 
And when he decided to, to make man or create man, he did not create man the same way that he created everything else in the preceding verses of Scripture. You see, everywhere throughout the book of Genesis, chapter 1, you see God said, let, uh, let there be light, or let there be, or let there be. And everything that he spoke, out of nothingness, that thing would come to be. But when he got to this moment where he was going to make man, he needed an agency in the earth that could represent him. He needed a, a, a creation in the earth that could actually rule on his behalf and administer his will, his plans, bring his kingdom, as it were, into the earth and realm. And so he could not speak into nothing and call something forth because that would not be in proper order. So if he's going to put something there that would be his agency, it had to be like him. It had to look like him and sound like him. And so God didn't speak into nothing to create man. He spoke into himself. He said, let us make man in our image. So spirit begat spirit. God begat a godlike creature in the earth. He made us to look like him, walk like him, talk like him, govern like him, rule like him, create like him. That's how he made us. Our most basic identity and character is described here in this passage in Genesis chapter 1. Our most foundational mandate and purpose is laid out here on the basis of who we are. Right here, we see what we're supposed to act like, how we're supposed to behave, how we're supposed to think. At the very least, we see here that God intended for mankind to function in the earth not from a position of lack, but from a position of power, dominion, authority, victory, blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I were not made to crawl or to creep on the earth. We were made to have dominion over that realm, that level. We are not subject to the trees or to the plants. They are subject to us. The animals are not greater than us. We can't worship a lesser kingdom. The animals and all the creeping things in the earth are, are put here, and they were commanded to serve humanity. You see, in no way can we see or justify in Scripture a life that is bound, a life that is in poverty. We cannot see where human beings were created to be emotionally tormented, unhappy, depressed, are living an unfulfilled or unsuccessful life. That is not how we were created. That is not who we are. The bottom line here is this. If we are living in any of the conditions I just mentioned or any of the states that I just mentioned, we have a real problem. We have a real problem. And that problem, if you were to ask me, I believe is rooted in ignorance. You see, ignorance is not stupidity. Ignorance is the absence of revelation, the absence of knowledge, the absence of understanding. And the problem is not that we are incapable. The problem is that we do not know what we're capable of. The problem is not that we are lacking. The problem is that we don't know what we have. And so 
the absence of information, the right information, is our problem. So we don't have a clear understanding of who we are and what we have access to. The Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Well, we live in the information age. As a matter of fact, we really live in the post-information age. But the truth is, is that anything that you want to know is literally at your fingertips. It used to be that you'd have to sit down to a computer somewhere, type, well, let me, let me back up a step further. It used to be that if you wanted to know something, you had to travel physically to a library and you had to obtain all kinds of volumes of books and bring those home, spread them out over your living room floor and do hours upon hours upon hours of trying to piece together the information you were looking for. And then we've moved now into the internet age and now literally you can sit down at your computer and you can pull up, you can, by the way, Google's now a verb. You can Google anything you want to ask and at, at your fingertips is knowledge and information. But you see, not all knowledge and not all information is equal because it's not just any old knowledge we're looking for. We want to come into the knowledge that God knows about us. What does God know about us? Let me share this with you. I want you to write this down. The greatest enemy of man is his misconception of himself. I'm going to say that again. The greatest enemy of man is his misconception of himself. You see, ignorance of self is the root of all of man's frustrations and at the heart of all of his dilemmas. Now, I know that some of you who are born-again believers are feeling a little uncomfortable right now because we, we always preach against and teach against self-awareness. But the Bible is very clear. Love thy neighbor as, thy, as you love yourself. And I'll give you some more information here in a moment that I think will debunk the, the idea that we are not supposed to have self-awareness. Ignorance of self is the root of all of man's frustrations. The foundation, frankly, of the ultimate temptation was self-deception. As a matter of fact, the original sin, that is in the garden, was the result of self-doubt. Let me prove this to you right now. Satan comes to, to the woman in the garden and says to her, man, isn't this a beautiful garden? And she goes, yes, God gave it to us to rule and to reign here, and, and we are here in this precious, wonderful place, and all of this is ours. And Satan says, well, are you allowed to, to use and partake of anything in the garden? Can you eat from anything here? Oh, yes, everything here is ours. Now, there is this one tree over here that we have been forbidden to take from. And Satan comes now with his twist of truth. Watch this. He says, oh, I, yeah, I know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the reason why God doesn't want you eating from that tree is because he knows that if you eat from that tree, you will be like him. Now watch this. That was the exact statement. He knows that if you eat from that tree, you will be like him. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I just read to you in, in Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27, 28, where mankind was already made in the likeness of God. You see, here's the newsflash. Adam and Eve were already like God, but the seed of self-doubt was the overthrow of all of mankind. Satan introduced a thought, a, a doubt about who they really were. 
And the original sin was a result of the seed of self-doubt taking hold in the heart of mankind. It was self-deception. Satan did not attempt did not tempt Adam to steal, to commit adultery, to commit fornication, to lie, to covet, to worship idols. None of that. Satan's temptation was that of self-doubt. Well, we can fast forward now into the Gospels and look at when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted of the devil. It was the exact same thing. Well, if you are the Son of God, then do this. Well, if you are, then do this. Well, if you are, do this. Exactly the same pattern, the same template, the same strategy. Interesting. Now fast forward 2,000 plus years. And I'm telling you today that Satan is still using the exact same strategy to get to you. He is calling into question your true identity. He will use whatever means, whatever tools, whatever events, whatever circumstances he can to get a seed of self-doubt in your mind about who you really are. And in doing so, ladies and gentlemen, he has you. Because once you begin to question who you really are, who God says you are, then the power to be that person diminishes and you're overtaken with doubt and fear and unbelief. You see, the truth about you is the key to your personal freedom. The truth about you is the key to success. The truth, knowing who you are, the truth about you is the key that unlocks realms of wealth and prosperity and blessing and ideas and success to you on every level. If you discover the truth about you as God sees it, you become free of the lies, free of the deception. You purge yourself of all of the ideas that are not in line with what God has called you. And in doing so, you become free to be who and what God always intended you to be. You see, you become free to live in the image and likeness of the one who created you for his glory, for his pleasure, and for his purposes. That's what I want for you. When we come to this place of freedom, we become free to fulfill the complete and total destiny and calling on our life. The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, will liberate you, will untie you, will unfetter you to where you can run, perform, be, do. Satan's greatest weapon against you is maintaining your ignorance of who you really are. If he can get you to, to stay in the state of ignorance, then he never has to worry about the works that you will do. I believe that man's ignorance of his true identity, his true worth, his true purpose, value, all those things, I believe man's ignorance is at the heart of all of his problems. Write this down. This is powerful. When you don't know who you are, you cannot be anybody else. Now, don't scratch your head. Think about it. When you are not clear on who you really are, what you will do is you will continue floundering through life trying to be something or someone 
that you're really not. And when you don't know who you are, it's impossible to be somebody else. So we go through life trying to be something without knowing how to be anything. And you never come to be the one thing that God intended you to be. I'm going to say it again. When you don't know who you are, we flounder through life trying to be something without knowing how to be anything. And we never come to be the one thing that God created us to be. Why? Well, it's ignorance. The price of ignorance is to forfeit our divine destinies, only to be relegated then to a dismal life followed by an ordinary death. You say, man, this is pretty heavy stuff. Well, yes, it is, but let me explain it to you this way. What you believe about yourself is how you will act, how you will perform, how you will live your life. What you believe to be true about who you are will actually govern the outcomes of your life because you will act in accordance with the truth, not necessarily as it really is, but you will act in accordance with the truth as you believe it to be. Proverbs 23, verse 7, you know this one. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. One translation says, for as he thinks within himself, so he is. I think I've established that the enemy of our soul has one real purpose, and that is to rob us of our true identity. Now, he doesn't have the power or the authority to actually take it from us, by the way. But he has an amazing ability to convince us in our belief systems, in our heart, to the point that we become blinded to who we really are. Anything that opposes the word of God concerning my life can only originate from one source, ladies and gentlemen. You see, Satan is the father of lies. That is the progenitor, his seed, any seed that he sows, has only one intent, and that is to grow in your heart a lie, deception, an untruth. Because if he can get you to believe something different than what God says about you, then he will cause your destiny to be thwarted. So I have to reject lies. I have to pursue and embrace truth. How does God see me? These are the questions we ask. What does God know about me? How can I get in contact with this creator, the one who, before I even arrived on the scene, had a plan for my life, had things designed for me, had already called me by name? How can I get a revelation of what he knows about me? You see, God sees us through the eyes of destiny. He sees our lives exactly how he saw our lives before the foundations of the world. As a matter of fact, he only identifies with us on the basis of what and who he named us when he created us. He doesn't know anything about me except what he knows about me. Did you hear that? He does not know anything about me except what he knows about me. So when I behave like someone else that I believe myself to be, he cannot relate with me there. So how do I go about finding this truth? 
Well, I have a few suggestions for you. Number one, the Bible says if you ask for bread, he won't give you a stone. I believe it's as simple as just saying to him as if he's sitting right there in the room with you across the table, in your car, wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. Heavenly Father, I'm struggling here, and I'm not totally sure who I am anymore. I've got a whole suitcase full of baggage and stuff that I've picked up over the years, and and it's really muddied the waters. I don't really see myself clearly. And I'm just asking you, would you, would you help a brother here? Would you help me to begin to understand who I am? Help me to see who I am. Help me to see through the eyes of the one who created me. Just ask. Just ask him. Number two, I believe it's important that you sit down and take time to identify where in my lifetime have I experienced rejection? Have I experienced negative affirmations? Where have I experienced things that have been spoken over me that broke my spirit or broke my heart or caused me to believe less about me? Where did I receive unjust criticism? Where was I made fun of? Where was I abandoned? And and you say, man, we're getting into some heavy, heavy stuff here. Yeah, because here's the thing. It's in those moments of tragedy, difficulty, and pain where many times the seed of deception is received into our soul. If you're going through something right now, if you're going through a season that is really been difficult, it's been it's been hard for you to really keep your focus and and to see things clearly. I want to encourage you, sit down and and call out. These are the things that have happened, these are the things that have been said to me. This is where I felt pain, this is where I grieved. Write them down, identify them. Because what you put in the light, Satan cannot continue to rule. Number three, once you've identified some of those major areas, I want you to begin to ask the Father to reveal to you what lies were introduced in those moments. What lies? Number four, once you identify some of the lies, I want you to really take time to identify statements that agree with God's word about you and write out statements that counteract, that become the antidotes to the things, the lies, because you must replace the lies with truth. Write those statements out. And number five, every day when you wake up in the morning, take those statements of affirmation and read them out loud over and over and over again. Begin to reprogram your mind Begin to tell you who you are. Begin to tell yourself, I am a great leader. I am a great father. I'm a loving husband. I am a successful businessman. And you begin to state in the affirmative, this is who I am. You're not being proud or arrogant. You are simply stating what God has revealed to you about you. Let me share my story with you real quickly. Just a couple of things to share that I think will help you. Most of you know, and by the way, in episode number one of this podcast, I shared uh, a broader spectrum of my story with you, and I encourage you to go back and listen to that if you'd like to. But let me give you a quick summary here. I was born in in a Christian home, had a great mother and a great father. Uh, They weren't perfect, but they were loving and caring, and they provided for us. They did the best they knew how. At 11 years old, I had a very tragic event take place in my life. And in that moment, 
uh, some interesting things took place because the seed of deception was introduced to my mind, into my heart, into my soul. Keeping in mind, before the foundations of the world, God called me to speak truth to nations. God called me to lead people. God called me to to be a change agent. God called me to to public platforms where I would speak and do seminars and, and I would even preach and declare truth. But along the way, our enemy comes to interrupt destiny. And this happened to me as a young child. And so right there in that moment, man, you know, I began to struggle with all kinds of issues, self-esteem issues, confidence issues, guilt and shame. I began to feel as though I was a dirty person. And, and all these lies began to pile on and pile on and pile on. And by the way, that's why the Apostle Paul said, gird up the loins of your mind. Because once a seed of deception is introduced into your mind, that seed is going to reproduce itself over and over and over again. So we have to gird up the reproductive loins, the reproductive processes of our minds. Take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. We have to, we have to get a hold of this stuff, man, and stop its forward progress so that truth can be introduced again. But this tragic event happened to me. It resulted in all kinds of mental, emotional issues, addictions, anger, a tremendous amount of pain, uh, my beliefs about my worth and my value and who I was, all these things began to to really take me down a very destructive path. And and I've told you before, but for 22 years, these things continued to build because I didn't know how to resolve it. And in the year 2000, uh, God miraculously began a healing process for me And let me tell you where it began. It began the moment that I received a revelation of who I was. Because when when God came into my hotel room on a Thursday evening and showed me a very clear picture, you've been living your life as though you are this person, but let me show you who I know you to be. And I received this moment of revelation. In that moment, the healing process began. And fast forward now 13 years, and I'm not perfect. Please don't misunderstand. But I will tell you right now, the results, the fruit, the productivity, the successes that I'm experiencing in my life today are all the evidence anyone should need to know that the moment a person understands who they are, change begins to happen and good things begin to happen. I want to tell you three things. Ah. Let me tell you five things that you need to know about you. Number one, you were made in his image and his likeness. Number two, if he created you, then you are his workmanship. And the Bible tells us that he does all things well. When he made you, he didn't shortchange you. He didn't put in spare parts. He did not put in broken pieces. Everything he does, he does it well. That means he made you the way he designed you to be. Number three, no matter what you have been through, no matter what you're presently going through, no matter where you find yourself in life right now in this moment, you need to know this. You still have value. You still have worth. And 
the destiny that God has spoken over your life is yours for the taking. One of my favorite scriptures is that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. So whatever he called you, he has not repented from calling you that. So if he called you world changer, you are a world changer. If he called you author and speaker, you are an author and speaker. No matter how many times you have failed, no matter how big of a mess your life seems to be right now, he has not repented of what he called you. Number four, God has not changed his mind about who you are. Number five, your past does not define you. It simply provides you the platform from which you can be who you really are. Number one, you're made in his image and likeness. Number two, you are his workmanship and he does all things well. Number three, no matter what you've been through or where you find yourself in this moment, you still have value, worth, and a destiny that is yours for the taking. Number four, God has not changed his mind about who you are. And number five, your past does not define you. I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, you may feel broken. You may feel like you're in a place of absolute hopelessness. I am reaching for you today to tell you that God has great plans for your life and that there is healing, there is hope, there is restoration. And I really believe that God's calling you to a place of discovery. He wants you to discover once and for all. And for some of you, maybe for the first time in your life, he wants you to discover and to know who you really are. Well, if you'd like to comment on this episode, or if you have a question for us, I want to encourage you to go to brianholmes.com and go to the show notes for this episode. That is brianholmes.com forward slash 011. Scroll down to the comments section and leave your comments there. We'd love to hear from you. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the power of your mind. We're going to continue in this vein. The power of your mind. And if you'd like to leave a question for that show, there's a voicemail outlet right there on brianholmes.com. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll do our very best to address your question in our next program. Well, a couple of quick announcements here as we're wrapping up this show. I'm going to be attending the SCORE Conference with Michael Hyatt and Ken Davis. And that's coming up just in a couple of weeks here in Vail, Colorado. And this is a conference that is designed for speakers and leaders. And if you are someone who is looking to grow your platform to really take your message to the next level, I want to encourage you to go to scoreconference.tv and check out what Michael and Ken are offering there. I believe it's going to be a life-changing thing for me personally. And I believe for anyone who is wanting to take their speaking and their communication to the next level. That is a phenomenal thing that you can do. And by the way, these folks have been so gracious. And if you decide to go to this conference, use the discount code, uh, discount code rather, Holmes for $100 off the registration cost. Also, in November, I'll be t- attending their platform conference. This will be my second time to attend the platform conference. For anyone who has a product, a business, a message that you believe you are called to take to the world, 
This is a meeting you don't want to miss. These guys are literally training and coaching and mentoring us to build a platform so that the nations can hear what we have to offer. Again, use the discount code HOMES for $100 off. Well, I have three openings for coaching clients. If you need a personal coach, a life coach, a business coach, an executive coach, and you believe that we might be able to to help you with what you are endeavoring to do, I would be so honored to serve you in that way. Uh, contact our offices and we will do an interview process with you to see if that would be a good fit. But I only have openings for three coaching clients presently between now and the end of the year. And we'd love to talk to you about the possibilities of serving you and helping you to become all that you are created to be. If you'd like to have me speak at your church, your conference, or your event, please visit my website, brianholmes.com forward slash speaking to find out more about how we can serve you there. And lastly, If you desire to help others, desire to be equipped to really uh, be of assistance in helping others in their journey, you might want to consider becoming a certified professional coach, a life coach, fitness coach, an executive coach, whatever the case may be. And at brianholmes.com, you can find out more about becoming a certified coach. We offer a training class uh, once every other month, and we can also do one-on-ones with that. Uh, There's information on the website about that. But if you'd like to find out more about that, visit the website, brianholmes.com. Well, we'd love for you to subscribe to our weekly updates via email. Also, subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or whatever other feed you are utilizing to receive this information. And I tell you what, I'd really be grateful if you'd go to iTunes and rate our podcast. This really helps us with visibility in iTunes so that others can find out what we're offering here at the Strategic Living Podcast. The last thing I'm going to ask of you is that if you would share this podcast with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, Pinterest, uh, there's so many social media outlets out there, but wherever it is you engage with people, let others know about the Strategic Living Podcast. That'd be a great blessing to us. Well, I trust that something we've shared today has challenged you, has encouraged you, has lifted your spirits and really motivated you to pursue God's very best for your life. I I truly want to see you healed. I want to see you transformed. I want you to be activated so that you can fulfill your God-given destiny and your God-given purpose. Remember, he knows your name. He knows who you are. You are a great blessing, and you will accomplish great things. Well, again, I'm so thankful that you've joined us today on the podcast, and we trust that this has been a real blessing to you. Again, I want to encourage you, go to brianholmes.com, leave us a voicemail, leave a comment in the show notes, engage with us on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Google+. Plus. We want to just encourage you to be a part of our community. Well, until next time, remember this, you were made in His image, designed for a purpose, and you are destined for greatness. The entire world is waiting right now for the real you to show up. Not the one you've been putting out there, but the one that God says you are. Well, until next time, we say God bless, and we'll see you back here next week. You take care.